Well, I find myself outside again. I am down at the lower pond that I um, chose not to walk to last night, but again, feeling a little housebound, I decided to go ahead and uh, get out. And it is such a beautiful evening. The thing that really prompted me to go ahead and record is, is or are, are the birds, the birds, oh, right in front of me, remember how I was lamenting about oak trees yesterday, well, I know there are many different types of oak trees too, so maybe I should have qualified which oak trees were which, oh my gosh, and as I'm talking, I know everybody will be bored to hear about the beavers, but I hadn't seen beavers here at all. So right in front of me is a huge, huge oak tree, three stories high perhaps, absolutely gently um, curving out. And a short while ago, I saw a hawk at the top of one of the trees, and I actually got a picture of it. But as I was sitting here, I saw another hawk join it. And so there were two hawks right at the same time on the, on the same branch. So I'm guessing that maybe they're uh, parents of somebody. I don't know when, I've never seen two hawks hang out together. Unfortunately, as I went to uh, turn on my recorder, one of them moved away. At least I, I sounded like it did, and where I'm looking, where I think it was, there is still a bird up there, but I, from this angle, I can't tell if it's a hawk. It seems so clearly a hawk before. And as I'm also looking at this tree, maybe, wow, it seems so high up, but it's maybe a quarter of the way up where the first fork and the branches are. It, there's a whole bunch of grass in there, and I'm wondering if it, it might be a nest. But if it is a nest, it's not a very stable or sturdy nest. It just looks like grass. If it was a pine tree, I would almost think that it just fell from above and the pine needles had kind of gathered in that fork of the tree. But it's an oak tree. And I'll see if I can get my oak tree straight. It's the one not with the spiky leaves. Is it a valley oak? It's really, really, really tall. It seems tall for an oak. They seem to spread out more. This one's also a little bit in the water. In the water below, I'm at the lowest of the, there's a, a series of dams in this area. I think they're, they're all um, made when the housing development was put in. And although they try to tout that it's a natural area and all of that, there's all sorts of drain pipes and stuff running through it. There's, um, you can see hosing and black um, irrigation sprinklers and things. So it's a man-made nature and most likely to effectively hide uh, sewer systems and things like that while letting the water move through. Right before I made the decision to record, I 
saw two other birds that I was trying to sneak up on and not get them to move. They seemed very skittish. I don't know their names. I'm going to say that they're um, belted kingfisher, but I could be utterly and completely wrong. But I'll tell you what they look like. Oh, is that one right there? Is that the sound that we can hear? As I was looking over to see where they were, so there's two of them right there. So they're either some type of a really small heron. That's, that's their sound. I almost feel like I could get them flapping. One of them flew away. So they're larger than a robin and he's got a pretty long beak, but it was this distinctive shape of his wings when it started to fly. And then at one point it lifted up a crest on the top of its head. And my first thought was, it's, it's a heron. It looks like, a, like the night herons that sit in the trees in Morro Bay. But it's smaller, smaller than a night heron. So it could be somebody in the heron family. Anyway, they startled me by being startled. And as I said, there were two of them. And I was kind of surprised because for the most part, the birds don't even really pay attention that much. So this is a different bird that's a little bit more wary and, and cautious. So I'm curious. I'll look in the bird book. I said that before, didn't I, to see what it is. It's either a belted kingfisher or some small heron sitting in the trees. It does remind me of Morro Bay. The trees all along here are all dead from being waterlogged. So there's just this huge series of downed and broken dead branches and trees. Oh, I kind of want to walk back down and see where that bird went. So it's this thick maze of crossing branches all in front of the water here, which is covered by the, it's like a lime green, teeny tiny little lily pads. I don't know what kind of thing that they are. When I used to have a pond at my house, people would come over and say, oh, you've got to clean out your pond not realizing that every single thing that was in that pond was all part of that, that natural cycle of the plant life. And even for a long time, there was a time where it would almost look like it was, um, was uh, oily on top. I was going to say greasy, and I'm like, no, no, water doesn't look greasy. It would look like it was oily on top. And I later found out that that was the very first stage when the fish were actually laying eggs. So it would look like that oiliness and then in, within a day or two you could start to see the little eggs forming and then after that the teeny tiny little fish. So next time you see an oily surface on the top of a natural pond, don't necessarily think that it's pollution because it could actually be new life coming to that pond. Okay, I'm. so we've got all of our little... Oh, I didn't find out the name of those plants that were... Um, I think I never said that word either, those really tall plants. They're probably about 10 feet taller than me. 
If they were small, they might look a little bit like grass, but they're a hollow tube. And they actually have a seed on the top that looks very much like a grass seed. And here there's just a big sprout of them halfway in the middle of the lake. There's, um, I don't want to say stumps because they're so high up, like halfway broken off trees and dead logs laying in the water. Like if you were like maybe like a little mouse or a little kid who didn't have to worry about falling, it looks like it would be fun, like a little freeway or something uh, to run around through all these um, dead branches and trees. Um, yeah, it's interesting because the majority of the trees that are in here are um, ha have died since I've been here. And some of, of, in the beginning, I could see that they were trying to protect the bottoms of the trees from the beaver by putting wire around it, which totally made me laugh because once you actually see what a beaver can do, like that doesn't stop a beaver. They'll just go above it or below it. I think there's just, they'll just pick a new area. So I'm almost at sunset again tonight. Oh, there's a little Lizzie on the rock off to my right on the other side of the pond doing his little push-ups, a little brown one, skirting around and doing that really fast stop that they do. It's like fast, 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 stop. We, um, a couple days ago, um, Gwen and I were out walking and there was a... I think it was an alligator lizard. He was pretty big. Um, wasn't even moving. And so Gwen reached down and actually grabbed him, which was pretty cool. I thought she was pretty brave. I'm like telling her, like, don't grab it close to the head. He'll turn around and bite you. Hurry, get it, grab it. And I'm thinking. I wanted to see if it would get that sound again. I'm telling her to be careful while she's getting it. I wouldn't have grabbed it. I always think that's funny, like when you tell other people to do things that you don't want to do. That was one of those moments. All right, what else do we see? The hill is a little bit steeper here, but again, there's houses on the back part of the hillside here. Okay, that's got to be a frog, right? The problem with finding out who makes a sound like that... Oh my gosh, there's a big... Um, I think it's a blue heron. He's big. Just came swimming out of the pond. Gliding around over there. Oh my gosh, and look at the clouds up here. I can see the clouds to the east right over the... Sierra Nevada mountains and the setting sun is turning them pink but they're pink and they're blue and they're gray and they're white all these different layers and the sky is a soft powdery blue it's really pretty and it looks like something fake it looks like something here we go no not at Disneyland but I remember seeing pictures in um, museums and I always loved looking at the clouds and I remember once hearing that an art student, his teacher told him never to paint clouds because it was like the passe thing to do. 
And he ended up, well, it was clouds, water, and sunsets. And he ended up drawing, of course, these beautiful pictures and they have children and the like playing in the seashore um, at, at sunset, and they were lovely, beautiful pictures lit up with light like this. Like, how could you not want to paint clouds? Maybe it's passe, but you cannot blame an artist because it's just so pretty. And right in the middle of all of that beauty is an airplane flying through it all, and its silver body is just reflecting against the sun as it disappears behind the cloud and pops back out again. you got to love it. I can hear noises behind me, but I don't know who's making it. And I'm pretty sure I scared the frog because I tried to get close enough to see if there was a frog there. Since I saw the beaver just kind of glide by, I have not seen it again. And as I kind of thought, there's a lot of area that's just not passable. There's a lot of these evil blackberry bushes with the spikes all over them, you know, those mean things. And actually, they're just starting to get um, little berries on them. Little green berries are all over them right now, but they're pretty to look at. Might be pretty for a picture, but boy, are they mean. They like to poke into your skin and catch on your clothes. They are not at all friendly. So again, because I'm just wearing shorts and flip-flops because it's been super hot these last couple of days that um, I don't have shoes on and I can't really wade through the grass. So I was happy. At least I got to see a little beaver glide by, but I haven't been able to see if they have a, um, I wanted to call it a den, a fort. What are they? What is Beaver den, right? Okay, we're going to go with that. Oh, there there's a mama duck and a baby duck pushing their way through those the green water there. It's it's a kind of a neat image with the the green on top of the water because it creates all these layers across the the water where some places it's reflective and some places it's just like matte with the green. And then the little duckies come through it and carve little channels into it. It's a pretty thing to do. Pretty sure. Oh, hey, little ducky. <coughs> a mama duck and a baby duck, just one of each. Hi, ducks. Mama duck's like, okay, we're not talking. And baby duck's like, okay, mom. And they're gonna go swim and carve little channels in the green moss in the water. I don't, I know it's not really moss. I don't, like I said, I had it in my pond and I've looked at it and they really do look like these little microscopic lily pads. And then there's just like millions of them across the top of the water. And another thing I thought was really interesting a little further up was, um, so there's a couple separate areas. So one of the areas and I've, I've seen this before, but it's a um, purple or rust-colored, um, very similar thing, like, like little lily pad things that like cover literally the entire surface of the water. So it has maybe like a rust is the best way to describe it over the entire pond. But the thing that I think it's interesting is that that is all on one area of the pond and then above it and below it 
is actually the green on them, um, the pond. And the one of the areas where the water is very still, the two of the little um, areas where the water's not moving, it's like completely covered. They must drain the water out of the bottom there because it's completely covered, whereas at this very bottom one that I'm just walking away from, it has a lot more movement in it and the surface tension's broken up and it's not like this complete carpet. But what what baffles me a little bit is like why is the the rust colored plant in one area and the green colored in another area? And I don't know the answer to it. So that's what um, baffling things are all about, right? You can observe it and then you wonder why and you don't have an answer. The next thing you know, you're baffled. So I've come up one level. This is the green pond. I can hear the water just very lightly. It's not much, uh, it's, the traffic is a little bit louder than even the water here. So, um, but again, this, the area, the water isn't actually draining out of the top. So the surface here is just, just all, all green. And I'd like to be able to walk a little closer, but I don't want to walk through all the brush and the grass. Now, funnily enough, at the edge of this pond are, it's a different type of grass that's probably only about three or four feet high. And in some ways it looks very similar that to the other, that it like is more like a hollow stalk than actual blades of grass. But these are in little round clumps rather than really tall, leggy stalks like the other ones are. And then further away on the other side are some more green plants. They look like, if you didn't know what they were, that they might be lily pads. And I don't know what they are, but I don't think they're lily pads. But they just kind of gives that, that look, how it's all kind of tucked away in the corner uh, over by the bank and framed with these clumps of grass reaching out over it and then these tall stalks of things that I don't know what there are and then there's some cattails mixed in there another oak tree ooh, with some grapevines climbing up it looks very romantic and beautiful like maybe we should be sitting on a lake having a picnic out here and instead everybody's living in their house and there's a DG human created walkway here it's just baffling sometimes, isn't it? <laughs> like, what's the point of all this beauty if everybody's going to sit in the house all the time? Like, I should be one to talk. I spent all day sitting in the house, too, until I was going mad and just had to get out. See, like, right here is a perfect example of a... There's a black culvert pipe that runs underneath the path and they've layered a rock on it so the water can drain underneath. So it looks like it's all natural but it's actually 
all being controlled by somebody. Somebody who wants control. They're just control freaks. I'm walking towards the sunset now and again the clouds above are these pink strands and gray strands. Ooh, look at this looks like a little secret secret lake here. Now these are the ecky oak trees, right? We don't like these ones because they have those small spiky leaves and you can never go barefoot. I'm going to try to get close. See, there's a whole another little pond back here. It doesn't look, it looks more like a bayou or something. It's very narrow, very shallow, and a lot steeper than the other areas in the waters. Almost look like it's on the, you know, another week or so it might be like even stagnant because it's just barely moving through there. But it does make me wish that there were no blackberries spiky plants there that you could just walk down into there. That's why a girl needs to have leather shoes and leather pants so I can walk through all of that. It sounds like nice when I want to walk through things, but I can't imagine doing distance hiking with like actual leather on it. Oh, when I was at the store the other day, I actually found this leather skirt that was made out of, I shouldn't say leather, it was suede. It was a suede skirt, but the thing that was so cool about it was it was this really awkwardly made, very long suede skirt. It looked like it was brand new, that nobody had ever worn it, but it was $2, and the, the suede for that was just amazing. Okay, it's those same bugs as yesterday. They're like, I don't know what they do. They like launch themselves and then you like, try, like I can't see them. I can't hit them off of me, but I can feel them just like bombard me. It's like I'm being attacked by invisible, I don't know invisible what, but I don't like it. Invisible bugs pelting me like little BBs or something. Whack, whack, whack. Yeah, you see, these trees are all dead, too. The weird thing about them, like, looking at these, these dead trees, I actually don't know the names of these trees. They have a whitish bark, but they're not aspen, and they're not birch. Like, I know what they're not. That's super helpful. But it's like the tops of the trees are all like bare and broken. It's almost like that's what killed them. So is that normal? Probably it just maybe when the tree died, the tops just broke. But it's weird that there's a lot of trees with their tops broken off. It's probably space aliens. Most likely cause. this would be a good point to just ask somebody so how are you doing tonight but there ain't nobody here but me there's another view here I'm coming up a little bit more level with the hills oh actually so I'm looking towards um, 
Sierra Nevadas, and from where we are, you can see Pyramid Peak, which is the southernmost like visible part of the range like that you pass over right before you're going to go down into South Lake Tahoe. So from that's kind of like my place I'm always looking all over to see where I can find them. I call them my mountains, but other people say that they're theirs too, which is, I think, fine. I think we can all share the mountains. So, but when I'm looking out over here, over the sky, in this foothill area, you have this series of these rolling hills that at one time were furrows that were carved out by the glaciers, which is really cool to look at, like, um, like topo maps or I mean, we've got freaking Google maps and, you know, Google earth with pictures. So it's such a cool thing to look at from above. Cause it looks like a, this sand hill where a child poured a cup of water over it. And then the water carved all of these, you know, rivulets in to the soil beneath. And it's so like evident, like that's the the makeup or the creation of this area it's these steep furrows and then you know these rolling hills where the water washed over and I would guess even eventually like you can even imagine at the edge of El Dorado Hills where it would all be like these cascading waterfalls if we lived in a wet world like how is it all wet enough to carve that though like that's what gets me too and I have actually seen um glaciers so I get, I have a much better idea of like their magnitude and their strength and their power. Like I can see how, even though they're not wet, they still have that same capacity of like carving things out and moving things around. So that, that could have been, I don't actually don't even know like the history of here, like what ice ages or heat ages or whatever. But my whole point is from here, I can actually see a ridge that has a church on it that looks like a, an old Spanish style mission that like peaks up higher above a lot of things around here. So that's a real, what do you call that? A, not a focal point, but you know, a place to get your bearings at certain angles. You go, okay, that's that hill where it's got that little brown mission looking thing sticking up above the trees. So I'm looking towards the Sierra Nevada mountains there, and that's in between me and there. And again, that's interesting, too, how, how topography works and the way that you can move or shift in an angle as you're driving and things appear and disappear as um, you're driving down the road. And I love that. And oh, that's that's a... That's a I don't know if it's a regular feature, but to me, it's like a unique feature of here that like from Davis, which is um, about an hour away, you can get this beautiful, like broad sweeping view of the entire uh, Sierra range from, you know, Mount Rose to, and I'm not even sure how far over it goes. Yeah. Like I imagine you can see like all the way over to Yosemite, but it's just this big, broad snow-covered range but then as you start moving towards it it can quickly disappear and you may not see it again except for like certain angles 
um, throughout the city, if you're looking for it, it's like you can just get tilted in a certain way or get a certain glimpse across the city. And there, there are the mountains. Like I know like freeway overpasses that I can see it from or even rises on roads going through town where you can see that. But I just think that that's a neat thing that angle and perspective can change your view of something that should be stationary, right? Okay, so on this little trail, they've put these little um, bridges throughout here to, I guess, well, obviously it's to get over the little waterways that are all dried up. But it gives you the impression <laughs> of something much more romantic than it really is. Oh, I'm such a... Um, well, the nature is beautiful. And actually, bridges can be beautiful, too. These bridges are not. They're that kind of wood that they smush with. I always want to say asbestos, but it isn't that. It's that other A word. It's some icky chemical that's supposed to keep wood from rotting, but it really just adds dangerous chemicals. Okay, I definitely hear something in the bushes. Full on, straight up. Either a dog, which I don't know whether it'd be a dog running through the bushes. It's too big for a cat. So what else could be out here right now? Maybe a fox. That's how close I am to the road, and yet there's still... Things can just blend in around here. In fact, yesterday... Oh, there's a little ground squirrel. That wasn't what I heard, but I saw another one on the path. Yesterday, when I was describing that big wall of those plants in between the... Um, I want to call this a walkway, the path and the pond. So when I went back there today, I noticed there was a big chunk of it that was like laying down, which means that, oh, stop, that was a ground squirrel, but he scared me. Don't scare me, ground squirrel. I'm serious about this. Very rude of you. The leaves are crunchy here. But there was like a big section of it that was like knocked down. So I looked around for quite a while to see if there were any um, prints in the mud. And I could see one print, but I have to admit, I don't think that I would be able to look at a print and go, oh, that's a dog. Oh, that's a mountain lion. Like they both, I know if I had something in my hand and I have had it before, you know, a paw print book where I can like compare it. But in my mind, I don't know how to distinguish between a dog and a mountain lion but it was just a big swash taken out of of what was a pretty uniform row of whatever those really tall let's call them the really tall grass but not grass plants lining the riverbank see like right now they look beautiful here the sky is sunset yellow behind it doesn't seem to have the pink of yesterday but remember I was talking about the yellow time of night that's where we are right now it feels a little bit darker 
and not as colorfully lit as yesterday. Did you hear that? That was a frog. I hope you could hear it. It like squeaked and then plopped. See if I wanted to go into the mixing studio if my Mac had not crashed and I actually had it. I could have edited that and played it over and over but we're actually going to enjoy the freedom and just do this all freestyle which does feel a little bit freeing to be honest with you because I've already kind of mixed I don't know what the right word is for all of that but you know put those things together in podcasts um, lay out and put music in them and things like that but um, I kind of like this a lot better I got my first one uploaded today. I got the website up. I fixed the errors that it was having. There was a frog again. It squeaked and jumped. Oh, I was what I was going to say right here that the water kind of seeps out onto the path and it's I don't maybe 2 to 3 inches deep for like a couple of feet um before that tall grass but not grass plant in between us and the pond and it's completely moving with what I can only assume must be tadpoles but it looks kind of like what a mosquito swarm might look like in the air or those those gnats that buzz around your head and won't ever go away it's the same thing but it's in the water so you can see the reflection of the sky up above with the the gray clouds and the blue sky and these continuous concentric circles just spiraling out um, of hundreds of little tadpoles and polywogs. Okay, I want to walk again. Let's see. I kind of was standing still for a minute here looking at the little pond. Let's see if I can get a little frog to make noise again. Did you hear that? <laughs> There's still more. <laughs> I just made a rush along that little pond and it was like a series of splooshes and splashes. Oh, I should have made sure there were no cars coming because I don't even know if the microphone picked it all up, but I enjoyed that a lot. Squeak, splash. I didn't know frogs squeaked. It sounds like those real squeaker toys and dogs, you know, that you buy for your dogs. All this time, you could have just given him a real frog and it would have been the same thing. So this is that same lake that we found that giant frog in. I have some great pictures of the giant frog. So here, I'm up at another level of the lake here and I can peek in through. Um, I'm gonna assume that it's willow, but it's interesting how it looks very bamboo-ish. It's got the teeny tiny little leaves all along the stalks. It's a very bamboo-y looking plant, but I know there is no bamboo here. But we can imagine we're in China for a minute. But this is the one pond that is rust-colored. But then there's like a band of green around the side and there's another tall plant that seems to hug right by the shore. But like this entire, this entire water area is all that rust colored. Oop, 
I just made some ducks fly off and they made a little opening in them. I love the way when ducks take off that they do that running thing with the, like, they little paddle their feet trying to like run along the surface as they, you know, long as they can and then jump up and finally fly. One of my favorite little ducky things. The paddling into flight. And their little legs are like all stretching out and they look so silly and fun. Okay, more dead trees. Going over another one of these little bridges here. You can see the lights in people's house behind us. I can hear sprinklers on the other side of the the road over there. Because you've got to keep everything green when you live in a housing development. Okay, right in front of me is a huge heron sitting in the tree. Okay, we're going to see. This is a test. I don't know. I don't know if the voice memo would still go. Oh, it did. Yay. That's another positive thing. See, my other phone didn't do that. There was a huge nest in the tree here. And I looked up to look at the nest and there's a huge, it's a blue heron. Are those the same blue herons that are in Morro Bay though? It's pretty big. I'll have to look. He's definitely a heron, I do know that. Like the one who ate all the fish out of my pond at Tete that one time. But I guess it doesn't matter because I don't live there anymore. So I hope you enjoyed him. Looks pretty with the evening sky behind him. I don't want to be mad at everything for being so troublesome. And then it'd be so pretty and picturesque. I'm making the bird nervous, but it doesn't want to put in the effort to actually fly away. Again, there's all sorts of little things scurrying through the grass. They could be ground birds or ground squirrels. It's funny, this is almost the exact same time of night that I was here last night. Although the sky is not at all pink today, it's just yellow. Just yellow. There's a little bit of the opening in the trees here. That upper pond area. It's so hot out. I'm actually sweating. But in so many ways, I'm just so grateful that it's not cold. I'm so tired of being cold. It's just nice to be in a t-shirt and flip-flops and a skirt and I'm completely warm enough. And although I don't really love sweating, it's just... Okay. Did you or did you not hear that? <laughs> Did you hear that? Sorry, that was me stomping. I don't know what slid off in the bank and into the water, but it must have been a pretty big frog. The kerplunking of frogs. rustling of birds trying to fly. 
The weird noise, the, I can only assume they're frogs, but I may never actually find them to f figure out who makes that noise. It's got to be a frog. Like, who else could do it? It's not a fish. It's not a bird. Turtles? Do turtles make noises? There are turtles here in this, here too. Let's just listen to the birds and the motorcycle for a minute. Okay, and another kind of funny thing is that yesterday, at apparently the exact same place, I said that yesterday because as soon as I said, let's listen, I could hear the rattle of that air conditioning. Be quiet, birds. I'm trying to listen to the air conditioner. Cars are coming. That's pretty funny. I think there's always all these subconscious things that are implanted in your brain or something that just like get triggered. Like why else would I pick the exact same spot to say the same thing again? So this is the place where the very tall grass plants that look like grass but aren't grass, isn't grass is all like mushed down in this one area and it, if we were somewhere else I would say like oh mountain lions walked through here because it looks all smushy down and crazy like something big walked through but I can't tell what it is I can't tell exactly why it's like knocked over like if something like what could come out of the water Oh, beavers. Could have been a beaver. Could have been. It's all kind of laying in one direction for the most part. Ooh, there's bats out here too. And I can see into people's houses. Well, I mean, like it's really far away. I can see like that there's a light on inside and a ceiling fan and I can see the movement of someone's television. They all have the red terracotta roofs. There's also a little uh, plant growing at the edge here that kind of... Gosh, those birds are causing a ruckus. That, um... I remember almost like more from my childhood. They're, they look a, a little bit like an ice plant or a succulent and they just hug the ground and send out little tendrils and they have kind of like roundish moist leaves and I was reading a while ago that there's something good about those plants but I don't remember what it is but I recognize the plant and I remember that it's good for something and there's a spider building its web here on that grass that's not a grass 
as the stars start to come out again. That's one of those, like I was gonna walk a little bit closer to the water and there's just a spider that is flying through the air as though it's magic because you cannot see the web at all. But that is a smart place, spider, because there are so many flying bugs around here. Ooh, that's interesting, now that I see that spider, I can look around and see more spiders on the grass. He's walking around and around in a circle like a little a little hexagon. You can tell that he's building that kind of hexagony web because it's he'll move, you know, stick his butt over, climb, stick his butt, climb, stick his butt, climb, stick his butt, round and around and around. I can't tell if he's getting bigger or smaller though. It actually looks like he's getting bigger. First I thought he was getting smaller. Now look, here's a bug in my face. Go over there and that spider's web and you could be with a spider it just shows what invisible is as the spider keeps walking in his little I can't say circles because there's an edge to him every little pull of his little spidey legs pulling him along he tucks his little bum and keeps going, just floating in the air. The sky is still blue behind me, like daytime blue almost, but yellow right around the edges. Starting to get dark up above. All right, a little more walking. We're almost back to the car. That's all I have for today. Oh, except for the pretty red glow of the traffic lights. And the street lights are really cool too. They're like a fluorescent kind here. I don't know if that's fluorescent. LED? They look very different than they did when we were kids. And these are almost too bright. But they look very futuristic. <laughs> I think about that all the time. I am living in the future that I dreamed about as a child. It's not as cool as I dreamt it was going to be, but that's all. I think that's all. I have to figure out how to turn it off. <laughs>